Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Um, well, I'm glad again you guys made it here with the time change. This is the last of our series on Inspire. And thanks to Randy, who did a great job last week on the music and the inspiration of music. It was great. Listen to that on my way home from one of my lessons. And it was really Good job, Randy. Appreciate you and appreciate that. So we are going to conclude today, and this morning I'm going to talk to you about Stardust, Ash Wednesday, Lanisha's story, and Spring, okay? Obviously, when we're talking about inspiration, we have to talk about nature. We've probably referred to nature throughout all the talks in some way or another. The creations declare the glory of God. We've said that before and we'll continue saying it. Inspiration isn't something that's hard for us to to grasp hold of when we're talking about nature. But I want to look not only at how nature inspires us, but maybe some lessons that nature has to teach us. And truthfully, when we started this series seven weeks ago, this idea is the one from which they were all birthed. The idea that I want to share with you this morning is where it started. And it's something that has been powerful to me and just developing as time goes on. Joni Mitchell wrote in her song Woodstock that we are stardust. And maybe she was prophetic because later on scientists have come to believe that it's true, that we are made of stardust. And what they say is the iron in our blood, the calcium in our bones, the chlorine in our skin were forged in the furnaces of ancient stars whose explosions scattered the elements across the galaxy. And the theory says that as the ashes scattered, that they then came together and formed new stars, moons, and the galaxy that we live in and the planet that we live on, Earth. And it's from that that life came forth from the debris of the death of all these ancient stars, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We, in our creation story from Genesis, know that man was created from the dust of the earth and that God breathed into him and he became a living being, a living soul. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And you know the story how man was in the garden and got to eat from the tree of life. And from 
all the other trees that were available to him, but was told, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat of it, you will die. But man, wanting more, wanting to be as God, take, took, partook of that forbidden fruit, and from that point on, he died. It says, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Even the wisdom of King Solomon, all these years later, could not escape his mortality. With all that he tried to attain and all he tried to grasp, all he wanted to get a hold of, he ended up saying that everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from dust and to dust all return. Later on, Job, or actually earlier, Job, when he was battling with understanding why God Am I suffering the way I am? And he demanded an answer from God. God answered him and said, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. And Job retreated to a heap of ashes. Ashes were used as an expression of I am but dust. It was an expression that I am grieving. This is where I am at in the very dust of the earth. And he responded, surely I spoke of these things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is why once a year, many Christians mix ash with oil and light candles to confess to one another and to God that we have sinned by the things that we've done and the things that we have left undone. We speak the truth and then smear the ashes on our foreheads and together acknowledge the single reality upon which every Catholic, every Protestant, every believer, every atheist, every scientist, every mystic agree. Remember that you are dust and to dust you will return. It's the only thing we know for sure is that we will die. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The psalmist declared in the middle of all this expression that as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows we are formed, how we are formed, and he remembers that we are dust. There is something about our understanding of the world and our understanding of our own mortality that is foundational to who we are. It is something that is ever present following us. And as we get older and older, we become more and more aware of the fact that we will die, that this is the reality that we live in. And the connection to the world that we're living in was very present in the mind and in the writings of Scripture. It's interesting that the focus of the early church 
was not on the state of one's soul immediately after death, but rather on preparing for a new kingdom here on earth, a kingdom that Jesus had embodied and talked about and shown them how to create, a kingdom to which God's people would someday be resurrected, a kingdom in which the veil between the physical world and the spiritual world would evaporate and they would become something that worked together. That there wasn't this, well, one day I will die and then I get to go to heaven. It is the kingdom of heaven is actually happening here and I will graduate to it. N.T. Wright in his book, Surprised by Hope, writes, God's kingdom in the preaching of Jesus refers not to a post-mortem destiny, not to our escaping from this world into another one, but God's sovereign rule coming on earth as it is in heaven. According to Wright, he says that the participants in the early church understood that the ultimate goal wasn't to die, leave their bodies behind, and float around like ghosts in the heaven forever, but rather to embody, anticipate, and work toward a new kingdom. What happened to a person in between death and resurrection was a mystery. We knew that to be absent from the body was to be present with the Lord. But that mystery was something that was happening and was something that they were longing for. And maybe there is something happening here and now that is actually worth sticking around for. Maybe the groanings of creation that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8 are the birth pains of the kingdom being born in me, being born through me and into the world around me. Maybe my mortality, my humanity, living here in the reality of the world is something that God had wanted all along to shape the world and what it's coming to. It seems fitting on the day that we lose an hour of sleep to be talking about this, the day that we start to see the season change. I wish I could say I planned it this way, but I didn't. I never planned for this. I didn't even know this was happening until yesterday. And I was like, ah, ah, it's here. But you see, the seasons change. And maybe God has been telling us something in the seasons that life too has seasons and that we can't escape winter and we can't escape the winter of life but to know that the seasons will change again. And that this is the reality of the world we are a part of. And it is the working of God in these seasons that are important. I want to share with you a a video of a woman's story about how this season created in her a new life. There's something amazing that happens in most parts of the world that we get to experience for a little bit here in California, and that's seasons. 
where the earth is buried under ice and snow, where trees that were strong can be broken with your fingers. And then as it changes, life comes back in. Strength goes through the branches. They start to produce the leaves and the fruit. And we see the change take place in spring. And it's a, a miraculous thing that happens. And, and maybe creation has been speaking to us, trying to teach us all along about the seasons of life helping us to understand. You see, a long time ago, a promise was made. It was the prophet Isaiah. And he said that a messenger would come to proclaim good news to the poor and brokenhearted. He said to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Where it was ash to ash, dust to dust, where there was this frailty where there was this brokenness where there was this exclusion that there was going to be something more that the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair those who once repented in dust and ashes will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the lord for the display of his splendor what a, a beautiful picture. You, you see, there was a, gar- a tree in the garden, but there is also a tree in the new Jerusalem. That tree of life where we chose instead to try and develop our own life, we see again the restoration in a tree of life in the end in the book of Revelation. That's why we have a tree as our symbol in Genesis. It isn't just the tree of life. It is life itself that God is trying to produce in all of us. And there is a promise that we will not remain in a broken place, but that we can be restored that God's life can develop within us and through us. Rachel Evans said that we could not become like God, so God became like us. God showed us how to heal instead of kill, how to mend instead of destroy, how to love instead of hate, how to live instead of long for more. When we nailed God to a tree, God forgave. And when we buried God in the ground, God got up. The Apostle Paul struggled to explain all of this. And he said, the first man was of the dust of the earth. He said, the second man is of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. See, we are not spared death. We are not spared the heartbreak. We are not spared from the winter. The grip of sin has been loosed, though. We are invited to share in this new life and this victory, to follow the path that God has given us in Christ back to life. We have become like seeds about to transform. 
Paul said, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And and this is where the reality of where we live and the seasons of life and the things that we experience just came to my mind as I, I want to explain and understand how it is that we can go through the things that we go through, how we can hurt the way we hurt, how we can lose the people we love, how we can experience these things, and they are all a part of a life that God is working in, how it is a season, and that it has to change, that the tree doesn't come forth unless it's buried in the ground, unless it dies then it produces something more. And in so many ways, that's happening to us continually. There has to be a death for there to be life. For me to grow and to be someone more, I have to say goodbye to the person I was. And that happens, yes, when I I come to faith in Jesus, but that's happened so many times since. It's happening still in my life. It has to happen in our lives. There has to be change. And the change is saying goodbye to something. And sometimes it's things that we hold on to. Sometimes it's beliefs that we've cherished that no longer fit us, no longer suit us, no longer are answering the questions in our life now. And God gives us more. He never gives us less. That the branch that was frail gets strong. It'll go through a winter again. It'll go through a season again, but it will become stronger and stronger until thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was ashes to ashes, dust to dust, but now it's life to death and death to life in Christ. It's a transition that we should have learned. We should have seen because nature is talking to us all the time about what God has done and what God is doing and that we are a part of it. And we want to step into this fully. We want to embrace the seasons of life totally. The heartache, the joy. Let's move in to the life that God has for us. Let's pray. Lord, I do want to be a person who doesn't trivialize the things that people go through. Lord, the more I experience heartache, hurt, loss, the more I can have empathy towards those who are going through the same. And I pray, Lord, that from our experiences in life, your love will grow and develop in each of us. That we will see a change in us that becomes more like what we see in you, that we are growing towards the God who gives life, the one who exchanges the ashes 
to joy that turns our mourning into dancing. The one who gives us hope when hope seems to be gone. Father, may we be a people who continue to move forward, recognizing that we have now been given a new life in Christ, a new hope that is deep and survives through the changes of life. May we teach our children about the change, about the seasons, about the God who restores all things. And may we live in that restoration. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. May you experience resurrection even as winter moves to spring. May ashes turn to joy as you recognize God's never-ending love for you. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Thanks for being here. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.